When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Hello, hi, this is Chris Salem with Sustainable Success. Hope everyone is having a great day. We are so excited here. It's a beautiful day here in the New York area, and we hope everyone is having a great week. If you are new to Sustainable Success, again, you found us here at the Voice American Influencers channel, and we also want to encourage everybody to also check us out on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll find many of our great guests that we had over the years sharing their words and wisdoms and insights to help you bring your business and personal success to the next level. Uh, Our show today is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, a chance to rekindle old relationships with people you know from the past and also meet new people for the first time. This is a genuine, authentic way to reach out and connect, taking out all the noise of social media where there's no notifications and a chance for you to come in and at your time to meet new people and to rekindle old relationships. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show today, and we're going to be discussing a topic that is definitely something that is relevant and so true in our today's world. And, and so any questions that you may have, feel free to send us either during the show or anytime after the show. We'll make sure that our guest expert will get them to address any questions that you may have. What we're going to be talking about today is cancel culture and how it affects your business. So I'll say that again, cancel culture and how it affects your business. And we have a great guest today. Her name is Dorothea Bose Colonna Volpe. And she, before I introduce her, she is the principal and founder of Social Espionage. She is a strategic digital marketing executive who is fluent in four languages and specializes in developing business through digital influencer and social media marketing for the world's most memorable brands. Dorothea teaches marketers and business leaders how to increase value and develop strong relationships between brands and fans. And additionally, she has appeared on uh, as a social media strategy subject matter expert for CBS, CNN. She's an avid, avid skateboarder who tweets to relax. Some of her clients include ED Portland Accelerator, BizBash, Connect Medians, MPI Meeting Planners International, Proof of the Pudding, the Grammys. Uh, she's worked with numerous different brands. I can just keep going on and on and on. And without further ado, we welcome Dorothea to the show. How are you doing today, Dorothea? I am well, thank you, Chris. We are so excited to talk with you, and you and I have known each other for quite some time now, and you bring so much value to, you know, to the PR and the, and the marketing world and all the different insights and things you do to help brands. This topic that you're going to talk about today, let's just set the stage to kind of define to people that may be, maybe not familiar with the term, what is cancer culture? Well, I'm glad, uh, first and foremost, Christopher, to be your guest. I want to thank you and Voice of America for giving me the opportunity to speak on your platform. Um, So thank you again for for your kindness and extending the offer uh, to speak with you and your audience today. Um, 
Uh, I do work with many global brands, L'Oreal, Coca-Cola, Ryan Seacrest Productions, IBM and the like. And every company, no matter what their size, their, their product, their service and solution has in some way, shape or form been affected by cancel culture. So I'd like to define that for you. But first, I want to share something that's kind of a funny uh, 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 little statistic. If you Google cancel culture anywhere in the world, uh, there are 3 billion, 130 million mentions or articles on cancel culture today. If you just Google cancel culture, I want to talk a little bit about what cancel culture is. Uh, It's the phenomenon of promoting the canceling of people, brands, and even shows and movies due to what some consider to be offensive or problematic remarks or ideologies. And by the way, it isn't all that new. Dr. Jill McCorkle, a professor of sociology and criminology at Villanova University, told the New York Post recently that the roots of cancel culture have been present throughout human history. Societies have punished people for behaving outside of what is perceived as the social norms for centuries. She went on to say that this is just another variation. And she shared that, and I'm quoting her now, cancel culture is an extension of or a contemporary evolution of a much bolder set of social processes that we can see in the form of banishment. They are designed to reinforce the set of social norms. And over the last few years, the social media trend has gained momentum under the trendy new name you know, of cancel culture, placing celebrities, companies, and even media companies alike under a microscope of political correctness. Now Webster's Dictionary, they define cancel culture as the practice or tendency of engaging in mass canceling as a way of expressing disapproval and exerting social pressure. For those of you who aren't aware, cancel culture refers to the mass withdrawal of support from public figures or celebrities who have done things that aren't socially accepted today. This practice of canceling or mass shaming often occurs on social media platforms such as Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and the like. But the main goal of cancel culture is also to create a diverse, equal, and more inclusive society. So I feel like I've defined it, but I do want to get into DEI yes. and why it's important. So, Leah, and you, I mean, that was an excellent explanation, by the way, Dorothea, because it, it really sets the tone of, for those that maybe are familiar with this particular area, because they're in the marketing PR space, and, and for those that maybe perhaps not, you know, that are, so this really clearly sets the stage so what are some of the things that we can look at when we look at cancer culture and how can we allow, you know, how can we use this in a way that can impact our business? So first I would say, you know, um, before we begin in, in, in dealing with cancel culture, I want to talk a little bit about how you can avoid cancel culture, if mm. I may. So yes, please. Again, I talked earlier about, I think I have to mention that the main goal of cancel culture is to create a more diverse, more equal and inclusive society. So I'd like to talk about DEI, which is a word or a phrase that's been really tossed around a lot recently. I'm sure you've seen it on everything specifically this month because we are celebrating the LGBTQAI plus community. It's Pride Month here in the United States in June 2022. So DEI or what is known as diversity, equity and inclusion is a term that's used to describe policies and programs that promote the representation and participation of different groups of individuals, including people of different ages, different races, 
and ethnicities, abilities and disabilities, genders, gender affiliations, religions, cultures, and sexual orientations. This also covers people with diverse backgrounds, experiences, skills, and expertise. So why is diversity so important right now? Because diversity involves all the ways that people are different, including the different characteristics that make up one group or individual from being different from one another or or diverse. And again, I want to go back through what those things are. Yes. Um, diversity includes race and ethnicity, right? I joke around sometimes because I'm French and Italian. I tell people that I'm Euro trash, which is of course <laughs> me, being, me being a little self-deprecating, but you know, it's true. I'm, I come from French and Italian parents. I am first generation American. Uh, I am part of the American experiment. Um, the second thing is sexual orientation. As you know, we now live in a time because of science and because of, you know, society and culture, we now know that there are people who are diverse in their sexuality. They're non-binary. Um, they are free-flowing uh, in whether they are feeling male or, or female. Um, they are people who, what you call sexually fluid. Then you also have people who um, consider themselves lesbian, gay, also sometimes referring to themselves as queer. There's also the transgender community. Um, so when you think of sexual orientation, you know, like the rainbow that represents, you know, the LGBTQAI plus community, it, it's across the rainbow. And also socioeconomic status. We saw a lot of this, you know, coming out, you know, after, you know, the pandemic hit, where you saw people of specific social classes around the world suffering worse than others, not just from, you know, the issues of the pandemic and the illness, but also socioeconomically, they were considered in some degree essential workers and had to still go to their hotel job or still go to their hospital job and still do what they had to do because of the pandemic and the needs of us, uh, the culture and the society at the time. So socioeconomic status comes into to play. Uh, gender identity, right? How do you identify? We talked about that a little bit with sexual orientation, your religion, right? You should never, you know, you and I come of an age, we're both, I think, Gen Xers, Christopher, you yes. never ask somebody their, their religion during uh, an, an interview. You know, no. you just, that's a no-no. Their language skills. Uh, somebody may be very skilled in something and because of language, they shouldn't, for whatever reason, or their lack of language, they should not be frowned upon. Their age, we've come into an age now where there is some level of ageism. Uh, it's hit the 52% of the workforce that are women a little bit harder than it has men uh, in that, you know, after a woman turns 50, you know, in the advertising world, we've kind of stopped, you know, realizing that they were human beings and that they have disposable income and they can also buy that $200 pair of shoes, right? Veteran status. Did someone in some way, shape or form, you know, uh, God bless them, uh, represent our country, you know, and, and, and help protect us? mental ability, physical ability, people with disabilities. We're learning more and more that mental illness is like diabetes and it needs to be treated, right? I don't need to share with you what's been happening in this country relative to violence that's caused by guns and who's holding those, those, those guns, you know, and the level of, dare I say it, you know, mental illness involved with that. We're now finally coming around to the fact that laws need to be put in place to protect those people that are mentally ill but also find them the opportunity for work and to live and contribute just like the rest of us who maybe don't suffer with that issue. So diversity may include a range of ideas, perspectives, and values 
And, and I want to make sure that we kind of cover diversity before I move on to equity. May I move on to equity? Yes, please do. Okay. So what is equity, right? Equity aims to ensure the fair treatment, access, equality of opportunity, and advancement for everyone while also attempting to identify and remove the barriers that have prevented some groups from fully participating. Equity promotes justice, fairness, and, in, and impartiality with the processes, procedures, and distribution of resources by systems or institutions. To tackle equity, people need to understand the root causes of outcome disparities in society. So I'm going to use an analogy here, if I may, Chris. Please, and that yes. is, is that, you know, there's been a lot of talk about gerrymandering when it comes to voting and people having access to the right to vote, no matter what their background or socioeconomic background or specific, you know, um, culture. That's one area where equity, you know, kind of, you know, rings very true. Another area uh, where equity rings true is the census. As you know, in 2020, we recently in the United States had a census that went out. Um, that census had very specific questions on it that some people felt uncomfortable with that had to do with, you know, you answering whether or not you were born in the United States if you were truly an American citizen. But remember that the census is what drives things in societies, right? Uh, cities and towns on the type of law enforcement you have, how many fire houses to, you know, cover a community, what kind of public schools as well as healthcare is going to be available because they take that census data and that is then parsed to help build our communities. So for instance, if the city that I live in are residing currently, Atlanta, Georgia, were to grow by a million people, well, then they know that they have to hire a certain number of law enforcement, a certain number of, you know, uh, teachers and so on and so, so forth. So it's very important that you know that the that we are accurate with our census data because that is really where equity comes from the, the the ability to be equal to all members of our society and finally before we go into break what is inclusion right inclusion builds a culture where everyone feels welcome by actively inviting every person or every group to contribute and participate this inclusive and welcoming environment supports and embraces differences and offers respect to everyone in words and actions. You know, a work environment that's inclusive is supportive, it's respectful and collaborative, and it aims to get all the employees to participate and contribute, not just a small section of them, right? So an inclusive work environment endeavors to remove all barriers, meaning discrimination and intolerance, right? So why are diversity and equity and inclusion important? Diversity, equity, inclusion matter because they help build a fairer society that allows all people to get equal opportunities. And DEI brings together people, perspectives, and ideas to help create stronger bonds among individuals and stronger organizations. The moral case for DEI is that everyone has something of value to contribute. And as such, society has a responsibility to address barriers and historical factors that have caused unfair conditions for underrepresented groups. For example, from a moral standpoint, because the mission of like a nonprofit organization is to improve society, they should also be a diverse, inclusive, and equitable organization adequately reflecting the societies that they serve. Does that make sense? Yeah, you made a great point about uh, DEI because it's so, so important. And, you know, I see so many organizations, you know, no, now bringing that up. But I wanted to find out like, and I'm sure the audience would, would, would be the same, 
you know, what are our companies actually putting this into effect or going through the motions? So I would say that we should probably answer that question after the break. Yeah, we could do that a little bit. We got a, we got a few minutes here before uh, the break, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we what could I'll definitely do that. Yeah, what I'll say that helped sort of spark the conversation is in June 2020, um, Harper's Magazine uh, did a really interesting sort of letter to the, the, the universe, letter to the editor. And it was signed by several journalists and creators, and it talked a lot about our cultural institution and cancel culture, um, and and really that the fact that this is a time when we are really you know facing a moment of trial, powerful protests for racial and social justice, and I'm quoting the article now are leading to uh, overdue demands for police reform, along with wider calls for greater equality and inclusion across our society not least in higher education, journalism, philanthropy, and the arts. But this needed reckoning has also intensified a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration of differences in favor of ideological conformity. So as we applaud the first development, we also raise our voices against the second. The forces of illiberalism are gaining strength throughout the world and have a powerful ally in some of our politicians. And then it goes on, which I would like to chat about when we come wow. back from break. Uh, this is great. Well, thank you. This is wonderful. We got more to come here about cancel culture, how it affects our business. Uh, we have to go to break, but when we come right back, we're going to dive in a little bit more into the D diversity, equity, inclusion. Is it actually being implemented by organizations? And are they really seeing this and how it can really impact your business moving forward? We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome back. We're talking here today about cancer culture, how it infects your business. And if you're just joining us again, uh, you can listen to uh, this episode 
here later today here at the Voice America Influencers Channel or also at Apple Podcast and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. So again, we are talking about cancer culture. So Dorothea, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, you know, that you were talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and, you know, some of the, you know, briefly mentioning their organizations that are, you know, on various levels of putting this into motion. Let's just talk about, you know, the reality of, you know, you know, not without, obviously we're not naming companies, but with just in general, what companies are really doing at this point, you know, as a whole, you know, are we actually just, you know, checking off a box? Or are we actually implementing this into our day to day? So what I'll say is I'm seeing a little bit, uh, uh, it's almost like a spectrum, right? Companies obviously care that they are providing a, di- a diverse, equitable, and inclusive, you know, uh, culture, but they're not necessarily spending a great deal of time and energy. They might bring somebody in that does a couple of training sessions. They're kind of treating it like they're checking a box, if you know what I mean. And I think yes. that that obviously becomes an issue because, you know, you want to be authentic when you're trying to do this. And in some way, shape or form, you want to try to, you know, measure what you're doing. I mean, anything you do as a company, you should be trying to measure, right? You should try to be making it something that's meaningful. Um, and what I'll say is that it, it, it you got to think about how it's working with your, um, you know, your employees, what kind of messaging are you sending to not just your employees, but also to your industry as a whole, when you are, um, you know, doing something internally and sort of sharing, if you will, you know, what that is and and how you might perhaps hope that it is successful, you want to make sure that your employee population is embracing this new uh, way of thinking, this new way that the company culture might in some way, shape, or form be, um, dare I say it, evolving, right? Because we're all evolving. You know, people, businesses, you know, uh, uh, organizations, their communities, they're constantly associations, they're constantly evolving. And understanding that DEI has to be a part of the conversation, because let's face it, it's 2022, you know? Um, there are all kinds of people in our society uh, all of which can contribute to the bottom line of a company, it's imperative that they at least embrace DEI, even if they're maybe a little bit slower in their journey, that they understand why it exists. And I've seen both larger companies as well as smaller companies embrace it. But, you know, everybody's in a different place in their journey. Some people treat it like, okay, we're going to bring in a trainer. They're going to talk about DEI and uh, we're going to check that box. Some companies, unfortunately, have had issues that have put them in the press. Uh, there is a, a media publication that I have done some work for in the past that had a past employee that was trying to portray them to not be as a, as a diverse organization as they were. And as you and I both know, Chris, people can't see inside of us, right? Yeah. We only know what we post and what we share and what we promote. Yeah. Um, and and our, I always say this in my personal branding classes and workshops that people will judge you not by, you know, uh, who you are in a meeting, but by what you post. You know, yes. part of cancel culture, unfortunately, and we'll get back to this, was somebody said something 10 years ago on Twitter. And because someone somewhere found it, 
right? They are scrutinizing or canceling that individual when really 10 years ago, it was maybe a societal norm that that was something funny to say. You know, I go back to Kevin Hart and he made fun of the homosexual communities. And obviously, as you know, he was canceled from performing at the Oscars. Now, did what he say, was it something I agree with? Uh, no, but I'm not hiring him to speak at the Oscars. So the Oscar board had to take a step back and take a look at, you know, what that was, what was said and what context it was said in and decide on their own whether or not Kevin Hart should proceed with, you know, eventually, um, you know, hosting the Oscars. And they decided to cancel him. Um, you know, I'll get back to that company. So that company had a, an employee that had left of their own volition many, many months prior. And they started putting out some very negative stuff on social media, even starting a petition saying, oh, you don't want to go work for X company because X company is racist. They don't have enough diverse employees. They're not adequately reflecting the audiences that read their media content. And can I tell you something? Nothing could have been further from the truth. It's an organization that has every, you know, color of the rainbow in the way of employees from uh, Southeast Asians to Pacific Islanders to African Americans to people who are from uh, parts of Europe and also obviously uh, white and Caucasian that, you know, represent some people in the area where their business is located. But because this false, you know, accusation was placed out there, they still had to address it, you know? So there is a level of acknowledgement and investigation that is part of any DEI, uh, let's say, program and accusation, right? You want to make sure that your company is diverse. You want to make sure that your company adequately reflects the audiences that they serve. Um, if you remember correctly, during Black Lives Matter back in 2020, when the movement, and I think it's great, it's still going on, the movement was, was well underway way before George Floyd passed away. So I do want to make sure, uh, you know, God rest his soul. I want to make sure that I, I mention that Black Lives Matter has been around for a very long time. It reached somewhat of a height during the summer of 2020 because you had the pandemic. You had people who had felt marginalized and from a socioeconomic group where cancel culture was rampant. And you saw a great number of protests around just equality and diversity and inclusion. And ultimately, what was the response of a great number of brands? Well, I started to see brands, which I'm not gonna name here, but let's call them consumer packaged goods brands. All of a sudden, they were tripping over themselves, embracing uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, the DEI movement, which by the way, has been around for quite some time uh, as well. You know, think of the 60s and when women were trying to fight for the, the same uh, rights to get the same amount of pay for the same job. Um, you know, you started to see companies trip over themselves and you started to see ads, advertisements for everything from soap to toothpaste to, you know, my local CPG uh, grocery store, you know, tripping over themselves to say, hey, we want to show that our customers are diverse, Right. We want to show black and brown and Asian and olive people because that's who we serve. And if it took, in my humble opinion, something like the Black Lives Matter movement and the DEI movement to hit sort of a, a pinnacle, if you will, for that to happen, in my humble opinion, that's a good thing. 
because we do live in societies that are very diverse. Walk outside yeah. your front door, go to your local, you know, uh, grocery store or department store, look around you, you know, and I think it was, while it came across as a little like, oh, we're responding to what's happening now. And it came across as a tad reactive in that companies were tripping over themselves to show a diverse group of clientele and customers and people who use their products or shop at their stores or use their solutions. It's a good thing in that they finally sort of got the memo, if you know what I mean. You know, that, hey, walk into your stores any day of the week. You know, I will pick on one brand, Walmart, right? You walk into Walmart, you see every possible person from every part of society. And Walmart embraces that. And if you look at their advertising, I'm not saying that previously they didn't do this. I'm just kind of using them as an example today. When I see their ads on social media, when I see their ads on television, or, you know, when I'm streaming something, it looks very diverse. It's an adequate depiction of what our societies look like today. Yeah, that is so, so true. I, I think you, did, you, know, you explained that so well, Dorothea. And, you know, it's something that, you know, that we got to continue to put this stuff out there. And, you know, I recently spoke at an event last Friday, you know, in and around this area, you know, and especially in this case, it was a, a, a very diverse audience. You know, there was a, you know, uh, many people from many different nationalities and, and, and it's so important that we know about this. What are some of the, if we could talk a little bit about like, you know, some of the things that you mentioned in the first segment and how, you know, you know, organizations can start to see an impact in their businesses, you know, in a positive way. Like what are some of the things that we can be, uh, that we could see and things that we can be doing that you talked a little bit about, but how it will impact our businesses in a positive way. Right. Um, well, I do want to talk about the fact that, you know, cancel culture, some believe, is still the canceling of free speech. Right? Yes. And when you think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, the first thing I tell clients when I'm working with them is that it's really important that you acknowledge when someone feels in some way, shape, or form harmed by something that was said, something yeah. that was done, maybe an issue that happened in the workplace, you know. I always tell people when they say about DEI, oh, you know, that belongs to HR. No, it belongs to every area of the company that deals with humans. So it belongs to operations. It belongs to the CEO, who I hope is leading the charge in this effort. It also belongs to the people in human resources and training. You know, think about recruitment and think about, you know, how they perceive applicants and so on and so forth. But it really, DEIs like social media, it should belong to the entire organization. So when I talk to, to companies, the first thing I say is acknowledge and investigate, right? Is what your, you know, feeling or the general, you know, investigation and acknowledge, you know, acknowledge that there's an issue. I'm not saying apologize yet. I'm saying yeah. acknowledge there's an issue and that you're going to investigate it. And that's really important because what that does is that empowers the person who uh, has this complaint or who feels wronged in some way. And I would encourage, you know, uh, whoever is, you know, negotiating with that individual in the investigation process is to get as much information as possible so they can articulate their side of it. Now, I want to go back into something else that I think is really important. Think about this. Content 
has to have context and nuance. So if somebody yes. said a joke and it was, let's say, uh, uh, not off color, but there was some nuance to it, meaning you needed to be in the room to understand that joke, you know, um, I'll, I'll use a, a George Carlinism. You know, he jokes around a lot about the word ass. Now, you know, uh, it could mean a body part. But in the Bible, it is mentioned as something that uh, Mary and Joseph actually traveled on for the birth of Jesus Christ. They traveled on an ass, right? And how one word can have several meanings. So when you think about that, there is a level of nuance there's a level of context. And I think, you know, economically, DEI is the idea that companies that seek out diverse candidates and or engage in diversity training are stronger and operate more efficiently. But without diversity, organiz uh, diversity organizations will most likely lack new perspectives and not be as competitive as other companies that do embrace diversity. Without a culture of equity and inclusion, employees who feel underrepresented are likely to quit, taking their talents with them. This is the first time in the history of work, okay, that in 2021, January, and I know this because I gave a talk on the big quit, people were looking at how do I start my own business, not how I can find a new job. People yeah. were resigning in droves in June of 2021. And the great resignation has not The great stopped. resignation, I was just going to say. Yeah. So let's get back to companies and what they can do. I know we've got four minutes till the next break. Yes. I want to be really, you know, uh, uh, get into this. The first thing you really need to do is acknowledge. Spend time with the person uh, or persons that were offended or who feel marginalized and investigate. And I think it's really important that your organization also spend some time doing what I like to call active listening. And that's using a listening tool to learn where the conversations are happening about your brand what is the content of those conversations? Let's also talk about context of those conversations, right? What is the sentiment? When I say sentiment is, what is your brand or company's sentiment? Is it nuanced? Is it positive? Is it negative? What is the brand perception? Is it positive, negative, or neutral? And what is your brand's reputation? Not just against your competitors, but I'm now also talking about what's your brand's reputation when you think about the employees or employee population that have spent time in it. I don't need to tell you about, you know, all the websites that are out there like Glassdoor and Indeed, and there's several others where an employee can voice his or her opinions in a fairly anonymous way. And that could be very detrimental from an employer branding perspective to an organization. So now you're not just going after the organization as I aforementioned with that example I gave earlier, but now you're going after the whole community, right? Of that organization and you're saying X company does this bad or this and so on and so forth. And they may even call out a manager. They, they can do that because you can actually do this anonymously. So what I'll say is that something else that companies need to be very aware of, combing what I like to call the digital landscape. Chris, you and I both know that's social media, right? To yes. understand what is the sentiment? What is your brand's reputation? As you're going through and, 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 and listening and acknowledging as you investigate, right? It's very important that you understand the purpose uh, of not only the, 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 the complaint or the, the concern or the issue, but that you understand the underlying things that uh, surround it. Wow, that's fabulous, Dorothea. This is uh, some great information you shared. And 
if we can, we have about a about a little about a little bit a minute left to the break. If we can just kind of sum up everything that you just talked about to in the second segment to really just if you could put it like in an impact statement, I think would resonate with the listeners and those listening later. Uh, what I'll say if I in closing, well, there's two parts to this. We talked about the first thing that you can do. I think the second thing, and and this is very important. For diversity, equality, and inclusion to really resonate in your organization, you have to first think, where's the inclusivity? If you have a customer or employee that has a complaint or concern, it's also imperative that you allow him or her or them to voice it. But, and this is very important, and I'm glad we're ending on this note. I saved the best for last for you, Christopher. Um, (laughs) But you must also allow for the offending party to have the opportunity to share their side of the story so that the company or the individual can learn from the instance and grow. You know, you can't just cancel someone and say, we're canceling you because you said X and it offended someone. Okay, what was it that was said? How were they offended? Are you giving that person the opportunity if they offended or did something incorrect or said something inappropriately to speak to that individual and learn from it so they can also grow and evolve? But also there's a level of, dare I say it, healing. You know, you have to heal. Yes. And I think you don't heal unless you give people the opportunity, you know, to spend time with one another and learn from the experience, bad or good, by allowing the individual to learn what it was that caused them to be canceled. Canceled. You're giving not only them the adequate amount of respect that you did for the person who wanted to cancel them. We'll call them the canceller to the cancellee, right? Um, You know, and I'm just going to end with one last thing from George Carlin because he was a big, you know, fan of free speech. Anytime somebody else is trying to tell you how to think or behave, something is wrong. People can be immoral or indecent, but words cannot harm us. And I think what he means by that is that you can't shame someone, okay? Because shaming, according to Brene yeah. Brown, you know, it, it, it is akin to nothing short of bullying. And Brene, that's a quote from Brene Brown, by the way, and I love her. Um, I think it's important yeah. that we take cancel culture and really, yeah. as organizations, yep. as individuals, take it seriously, but also provide the type of environment where both sides can have their voice, but they can also evolve. Great. Well, we, this is fabulous. We got more to come here with Dorothea, uh, cancer culture, how it affects your business. We got to go to break, but we come right back. We got more to come. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses 
Manage the effect, but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. We're talking here about cancel culture, how it affects your business. Today's show is being brought to you today again by Alumni Direct, a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from, uh, from your past, ways to meet new people and perhaps land your next job opportunity or new business venture. We encourage everyone to check out Alumni Direct at alumnidirect.com. Again, they take all the noise out of social media and provide an authentic, genuine way for people to connect and to do business and whatever that may lead to the next steps uh, that are important to you. With that being said, check them out again at alumnidirect.com, alumnidirect.com. So Dorothea, you were talking, I would love to hear, and I'm sure the audience would say the same, like, you know, if we can just kind of recap those steps that you talked about earlier in the show, and then if we can provide some, you know, an example or two of an organization with cancer culture, what they did to move forward. Okay, so what I'd like to do is, if I could, I'm going to kind of work a little bit backwards on your request. I'm going to talk first on, you know, uh, individuals that have been canceled and sort of what kind of happened uh, uh, afterwards. And then I'll talk about a company, if I may. I want to start, if I can, with Colin Kaepernick. As you know, during the uh, uh, last couple of uh, NFL drafts, Colin has been uh, unfortunately uh, uh, ignored. Uh, by many uh, National Football uh, League uh, teams. And it's predominantly been around the fact that he was sort of canceled for taking a knee. Uh, He took a knee not, in in my humble opinion, to say anything against uh, our armed forces, which we just celebrated this past Memorial Day. So any of those of you who are serving, who are listening, or have served in the past, I want to thank you for your service. Um, But what I'll say is that what wound up happening is Nike, realized in their infinite wisdom that Colin's uh, values match that of their own. And they also realized that people who are a bit older maybe aren't going to spend $400 on a pair of trainers. And they got smart and said, hey, you know, you're about social justice. We have younger people who are buying our, you know, trainers, uh, our sneakers, and uh, we want to align you with the brand. So I think that that is a positive, you know, him being a brand ambassador that came out of a negative, okay? Uh, Another instance is Ivanka Trump. So Nordstrom, as an organization, uh, decided to, uh, you know, cancel Ivanka Trump's line at their stores. Uh, Several people who were uh, Make America Great Again and Donald Trump fans uh, posted all over social media, 
how they were cutting up their Nordstrom cards, paying off their accounts. They would never do business at Nordstrom's again. And Nordstrom had to come out, you know, and respond to that. And they did so by using good research. The research that they used, Christopher, was around the fact that Ivanka Trump's products sales had been lagging. And like any good company, any good organization, they had to sort of cut their losses. They realized that this is a product line that was not making them a great deal of money, um, that they felt that they weren't taking a political stance in any way. And they, they did uh, adequately articulate that, uh, that it was just the fact that, you know, um, they were uh, specifically uh, removing the Ivanka Trump line because it wasn't a moneymaker. And by the way, they did get some of those same consumers back. There were numbers and stories around that. So hopefully I've given you two good examples. Now yes, we have to get absolutely. in, if I could, some of the things that companies can do. So first we talked a lot about, you know, where is inclusivity, you know, and, and giving people the voice that they need. A company first needs to acknowledge the issue. You know, if somebody was offended, that you're giving them the opportunity, you know, the warmth of a, of a hospitable, uh, open dialogue to voice their opinions and to share where they have been in some way, shape or form wrong, if there's a concern or a complaint. And they also need to spend some time investigating. We also talked earlier about, you know, getting a listening tool in place so that you can understand the brand sentiment, conversations that are happening across the digital landscape. What's the sentiment or brand perception? Is it positive, negative or neutral around this maybe specific topic or many topics in general? You know, what is, you know, they call it in public relations, you know, brand perception, right? Um, or brand sentiment. And it's used a lot in social media when it pertains to social servicing, when you're using social media as a customer service tool. But it also stands true when you're thinking about, you know, uh, this sort of, you know, cancel culture situation. I think it's also very important that if you're a company that has not yet embraced DEI, that you do your best to learn as much about it as you can uh, so that you can adequately reflect the communities that you're servicing. You know, I go back to economically, DEI is the idea, diversity, equity, inclusion, is the idea that companies that seek out diverse candidates and or engage in diversity training tend to be stronger and they operate more efficiently. And without diversity, organizations will most likely lack new perspectives and not be as competitive as other companies that actually do embrace DEI or diversity. You know, without a culture of equity and inclusion, employees will eventually start to feel underrepresented and they're likely to quit and take their talents with them. And they also believe it or not taking the brain trust. The last thing you want to do is, you know, have to um, lose an employee that's been with an organization for seven, 10, 20 years because they feel like in some way, shape or form, they have been misrepresented, marginalized or wronged. And I also think it's very important, you know, DEI, you know, has to have inclusivity. That I stands there for a reason. If you have a customer or employee that has a complaint or concern, we'll call the person a canceller, right? It's imperative that you allow him or her, them, to voice it, but you must also allow for the offending party, the cancelee, as we called them earlier, to have the opportunity to share their side of the story so that the company or the individual, the instance, can learn from it and grow. We're constantly evolving as people. We're constantly evolving as communities, as associations, as companies. You know, what companies were made up of 20 years ago 
and how they dealt with certain things is so different than it is today. You know, it's much more inclusive, thankfully, and more people, thanks to social justices, are having their voice heard and being included in conversations. So it becomes more equal. But I'll go back to saying, you know, you just can't cancel for cancel's sake. You know, um, Brene Brown, I'm going to go back to something that she said, and I'm quoting her. Um, she has a podcast called Unlocking Us. It's a great podcast. So if you don't mind, Chris, I'm going to promote her on your podcast. Oh, please, podcast. that's fine. I think Brene's great. She said something I thought that was really poignant when it came to cancel culture. We think that shaming is a great moral compass, that we can shame people into being better, but that's not true. Shaming is actually bullying. And she went on to share an example um, that comes up a lot when she was talking about parenting. She said, you have a kid who tells a lie, so you shame that child and say, you're a liar. Shame corrodes that part of us that thinks we can be different. If I'm a liar, that's who I am. How do I ever change? So how do I ever make a different decision? This is versus you're a good person and you told a lie and that behavior is not okay within this family. Everyone needs a platform of self-worth from which to see change. And I think that when you cancel someone or you cancel a company, you're telling them that they're not worthy. They're not worthy of being part of the conversation. And I think it's imperative that companies give the cancelee the opportunity to be a part of the conversation. Otherwise, where's the inclusivity? Where's the opportunity to evolve and to ultimately heal? Wow. I think that's powerful. Thank you. Powerful. And I think that is so important what you just shared uh, here, Dorothea, and, and, and such well, well worded. And I know we're probably, you know, I, I'm highly encouraging a lot of the audience that's listening and those that will be listening later to really take this into account, listen to this show in its entirety again, and really let this sink in. And I, and I highly encourage you to reach out uh, to Dorothea about this particular area. She's a wealth of knowledge. Dorothea, we have about, uh, about three minutes left in the show. I wanted to just see if you could recap everything that really the, 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 you know, the impact statement of today, again, for what you shared, and then and let people know a little bit about where they can contact you and get to know you and make a connection. I guess if I had to say anything sort of in closing, and, and, and that would be, if you're a company, if you're an organization, do your best to get involved with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Don't let it just be a check mark that you go through. Spend some time, hire someone to come into your organization and spend time you know, with your people for nothing other than to give them an education, right? So that you have a baseline with which to grow from and to evolve from. And I will also say that it's important that companies adequately reflect their communities. You know, if your company is located in an area where there's a very strong Hispanic population, well, then maybe your employees need to adequately reflect that population so that people will want to do and feel comfortable doing business with your organization because it represents them. Uh, also, it's very important that rather than cancel, spend some time you know, and I say this to individuals as well as companies, getting to know and acknowledging the situation so that you can be inclusive, so that you can not only respect the canceller for their thoughts, their feelings, their observations, but also that of the cancelee, 
so that a conversation can be had and that they can both evolve um, as well as grow uh, just yeah. as the company should. And then finally, if anyone wants to get in contact with me, and I, and I hope that they will, uh, my email is Dorotea at socialespionage.com. My name is spelled D-O-R-O-T-H-E-A and at socialespionage.com. I'm also very, very responsive uh, on email and on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere I'm at Social Espionage. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd be happy in, in following up to our conversation today, Chris, to uh, speak to any of your listeners, any of your followers that are struggling with cancel culture as it pertains to their businesses. Wow. Well, absolutely. And we highly, again, we highly encourage anybody that is in business, a marketer, uh, in PR, this is a person you want here. We are greatly appreciated for taking time out of your busy schedule. Oh, you're most welcome. And audience, we want to thank you each and every week. We want to thank you each and every week joining us here at Sustainable Success. This show is about you. We encourage you to reach out to us at chris at christophersalem.com. Let us know what types of topics and content that could help move you and your business forward. We'd be happy to accommodate as we're always searching for subject matter experts to share their words of wisdom to move your business and personal success to the next level. Till then, everybody, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.